टीएफजी फुटबॉल इज एन आई वी एम प्रोडक्शन एंड यू कैन ऑल्सो चेक आउट दर अदर ऑसम शोज लाइक मेड इन इंडिया होस्टेड बाई मे थॉमस वेर शी ब्रिंग्स एक्सक्लूसिव अकुस्टिक सेशन एंड इंटरव्यूज विद द बेस्ट इंडिपेंडेंट म्यूजिशियंस इन इंडिया यूर लिस्निंग टू टीएफजी फुटबॉल सो केविन हाउ इज इट लाइक टू वॉच ब्राजील इन एक्शन लाइव दैट टू वेरी क्लोज You know, most of the time I had my mouth open, and somebody had to tell me, "Please close your mouth." <laughs> you know, you, you will get a chance again. Of course, uh, the match is—it was a practice game, and uh, the official World Cup matches are yet to start. Uh, I can just imagine the glimpse, the trailer that we seen yesterday. You know, what Brazil are—you know—coming with this is just a warm-up, just a practice game. You know, the way they they lit up in the second half. You know, it was difficult to catch up with them, and uh, although the score does not reflect, you know. how the match went on uh 2-1 was the final score that went to brazil's favor uh, but i think uh, brazil have got a lot more store than what they displayed yesterday yeah well this is of course the tfg indian football podcast that you're listening to and because we were excited uh to talk about brazil we started off with that but uh, we'll definitely talk a little more about the match uh, because uh, there were some players that we you know we would love to uh, see them again in action and uh, we would like, like to tell our viewers that if you watch them if you watch brazil or new zealand play in action do uh, keep an eye out for these players but before that we have a bit of news to talk about shrindhi is also joining us by phone um uh, now mohan bagan is uh, has left has planned to leave ifa chiranjit more on that please Yeah, so that's what they are planning now, or that's at least what they are saying. So uh, you remember the controversy that erupted after uh, you know, the Mohan Bagan officials uh, protested the penalty that was given to Islamabad in the league decider, CFA uh, league decider mm. uh, in the Kolkata derby. And uh, afterwards, uh, Devashi Dutta, who is the financial secretary of Mohan Bagan, said uh, some people in IFA are thieves and corrupt. Hmm. and he even directly accused uh, the linesman and some of the referees uh, being corrupt so uh, ifa said that we're going to punish him uh, for doing all of that so there is a major standoff happening between mohan bagan and ifa over that and uh, there is also the factor that uh, i think uh, the big clubs uh, both ifa and mohan bagan have found that uh, the calcutta football league is a bit of a drain for them because they're not playing very good teams uh, there anyway and uh, you know the only good team that they're going to face at the end is uh, themselves so for mohan bagan i think it it does make logistical sense to just move out uh, so that they don't have to play in the calcutta football league uh, instead they can use for pre-season um, different cup tournaments like durand or bodoloi or uh, in the second governors gold cup where Uh, the kind of competition they will get is much higher, and uh, you know that there are less burners to go through. So anyway, they are they're gonna uh, try to get uh, into ISL next season. So I think they're even trying to make it easier for that to have it registered in uh, under Jharkhand. So they can obviously still use Mohan Bagan Ground or Salt Lake Stadium as a uh, as a home ground with permission. So uh, this this is basically what they're saying is that uh, IFA just puts too many regulations on the clubs and uh, they don't have to put up with it. They want to get out. And I don't personally like this move very much, but I can see how it makes logistical sense. Or it can be simply be uh, a way to put pressure back on IFA 
because I feel saying we're going to punish some of the Mohan Bagan officials. So it, it's going it's, it's to be another ugly fight that plays out over a few months. So, yeah. Yeah, some they the Kolkata clubs need something like off off the field action, <laughs> so that will be happening yeah, on and off. Uh, we'll get you more updates on that now. Moving on, let's uh, spend a little time. Uh, I think me and Kevin will spend a little more time to talk about Brazil versus New Zealand, the practice match, the first uh, of the of its uh, like in the Mumbai football arena. Kevin, uh, any you know honestly, if I have, if you ask me. uh like did i pay attention to the new, new zealand players no i did not not much <laughs> i was i was fully uh, amazed at the way some of the young boys of brazil were just you know making that it looked like a carnival like they enjoyed they did well there was a practice match they gave their all i mean two amazing goals we saw and uh, same scorer and same combination as well the guy who assisted number 8 I mean to take his name marcus antonio he was my favorite i think he was everybody's uh, the whole of media press over there whoever was sitting over there was talking about him and even at the post match press conference we asked both the coaches like what are your thoughts on him he was like this small rat that you could see running around the whole pitch uh, creating havoc and crazy stuff kevin over to you who did you like the most expectedly we were in you know, a favoring uh, brazil because with, with the tradition uh, with the history that they have of attacking football you know from the word go we did not see an attacking uh, side uh, of brazil getting into the game uh, it was actually new zealand who made their first attack hmm. and uh, that that came as a surprise to even to the brazilians and uh, they got their composure back and uh, slowly started getting into the groove and by the time you know it was uh, the first drinks break it was all even you know it, it didn't look like uh, any team was going to score uh, yes uh, you know when you face a team that has been champions uh, earlier you have to take it a bit defensively so, mm-hmm. so uh, new zealand you know waited back but uh, they did not want to commit too many bodies forward so that's what they did uh, max mata the skipper of new zealand was yeah. the lone man up front but uh, curry was uh, was also joining him at times so what made it difficult for new zealand was you know when they had a counter attack they just had one or two uh, players rushing forward hmm. so that's never going to work out with a team like uh, brazil because you know their defense defenders are also as good as attackers hmm. so it's, right. it's not going to happen uh, with a small number of forwards you're trying to push into a counter attack hmm. so slowly they uh, did get back uh, brazil and they started that tiki taka one touch football and the triangle started being created in the middle yeah. and that's that's how we got to know you know it is the brazilian action right now yeah. and uh, the goal did come uh, although it was you know a late a bit late but uh, we knew it was coming hmm. uh, uh, it was uh, from the same uh, player who scored the both goals uh, and interestingly one he scored with his left and the other with his right so that that just shows the <laughs> the, the two footedness of uh, the strikers Brenner. and uh, <laughs> so so it, it was uh, good to watch uh, it didn't feel like we were watching you know young kids it it was more mature players although they were looking physically small uh, so that was the feeling uh, yes long balls uh, from uh, brazil uh, you know they try to mix up the small tiki taka game with some long balls in between mm. and uh, the control was fabulous mm. you know that dead touch once once you get, get the ball under control you know you know you've got the confidence on you 
and uh, second half uh, in a way if you if i go to summarize uh, new zealand uh, you know fought their way back Hmm. and uh, they got a penalty uh, that was uh, scored by the, by the captain himself matmata yeah. uh, that was a leveler mm. but it, it wasn't that that was the only chance uh, new zealand had in the game oh they had a crazy right. chance by i think towards the end or right uh, no just after the goal they conceded he just after the first goal hmm. uh, there was a chance from from uh, i don't know who it was uh, difficult to recollect but it was at the near po- post and it was heading into the top corner And that mm-hmm. was a smart save by, made by the Brazilian team. Yeah, so I think that. the player was Kingsley Sinclair, the number eight of New Zealand. I, I think I am, I'm not too sure, but then that sounds, you know, something that we talked about in the media box. Yes, uh, that was the chance that you know could have got uh, New Zealand level, and uh, things would have taken a different turn at that moment. Uh, but uh, overall, I would say, you know, the energy of uh, the Brazil team was, you know, actually taking over uh, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. because uh, they're just too talented man yeah and just, the way you know uh, they they can handle pressure in their own box as if you know uh, even the, as if the game is not on mm-hmm. so that cool they are in the defense to bring the ball out of danger yeah the only the only Kevin, uh, talking about energies man uh, i heard there were a lot of cramps and players going down during the match so was that the case uh no see it is expected uh, uh, players you know after a long journey to uh, start of a game on you know a, a super high energy level and that did get to one of the players i think it was one of the right backs who was replaced and the replacement was you know even better than what went out so that's the kind of talent that these uh, brazilians are housing in the in the squad and of course uh, the star player vinis uh, junior was in there He's, so, he's yet to join the squad. He's not. Yes, yes. He's uh, he'll be so, he'll be here on twenty eighth probably. So probably the next you know, the, practice match yes, we can see him. Five o'clock kickoff has an advantage. But at least you're not uh, you know being uh, put under that much heat or that much uh, you know climatic extremes. Uh, but Mumbai it still, still gets fine, to you. I would say. But yes, still, the humidity. But still I, gets I, to I, I don't think it was a climate. It was more of uh, you know uh, uh, he, he was clutching his uh, uh, his leg as soon as he, he kicked the ball. It was more. of the pull rather than the cramps that would mm-hmm. that that's what i felt at yeah, so at the post match uh, press conference the coach did say that uh, we will wait for 24 hours to see how it goes so hopefully it, it's all good but just to uh, i mean uh, before i mention this good uh, positive point which will make chiranjeet also happy uh, the only disappointing factor yesterday was i think the mumbai football arena members or whoever in charge of uh, hosting this game could have done a much better job of uh, marketing this game well uh probably get in more kids that's what the new zealand coach is specifying get in more more and more kids into uh watch yeah. this the whole tournament because that's where they will get to know and then you know watching the future stars and they will be inspired and stuff like that so i think yes there was just one bucket seat as i tweeted about it saying there were few kids who were screaming their lungs out uh showing the support for brazil but they could have been much more i mean i'm sure uh, near the vicinity there are many schools and other places where you could just get in people and I you know the sunday game would see a more turnout than uh, the hopefully game hopefully but then yeah, there's yeah. brazil in action so you never know <laughs> uh, the next game is new zealand versus england on sunday just like kevin mentioned at 5 pm it's also a free entry so those who wish to spend a sunday evening watching the new zealand english team play please do visit the mumbai football arena now the thing that i want to make chiranjeet happy is 
Chiranjit. I hope you remember mm. you said yesterday that you know the Kerala fans in Kerala can come in wearing their uh, team jersey. That's probably Kerala yeah. Blasters, and that's exactly what the Brazil coach uh, <laughs> said at the post-match <laughs> press conference that <laughs> probably they can wear yellow and come in, and that's a good advantage for us because we also play in yellow. <laughs> so I was just thinking about you and had a good laugh. <laughs> so I wanted to get that point in. Uh, now moving on. Well, it's a pra- it was a practice match. Uh, we enjoyed it thoroughly. So for those who missed it, hard luck, guys. Uh, Getting probably if you want to see Brazil in action, come to Kochi. That's what I would like to say. Before we slip in a short break, uh, let's look into one of the groups because today we'll be looking into two groups. That's uh, Group B and Group C because we really can't wait to get uh, to talking about Group A, which where our beloved host country is. Uh, so we shall first, since we are going in the uh, descending order, let's look at Group C first. Uh, now we have four teams again there, uh, namely Iran, uh, Guinea, Germany, and Costa Rica. They'll be playing in Goa, Pandit Jawaharlal Nehru Stadium. Uh, we start with Kevin. Kevin, Goa is the venue, and there are four teams. We have Germany and Costa Rica here. So, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts about the group? Oh yeah, Iran is the standout team. Obviously, uh, you can't uh, put down any European teams. Uh, Germany is there with all the might. Um, but uh, you know, it, it is a pride moment for uh, being you know part of the AFC Confederation. That uh, you know, we've got more than one country uh, be part of uh, this uh, World Cup, and uh, Iran is the topmost. Uh, that is what I feel. Uh, I think Chiranjit would also agree on that. Uh, mm-hmm. If you go to see, uh, if you go to point out about the the countries uh, that are participating. That's uh, uh, Iran, uh, Japan, uh, North Korea. Uh, Iran is the one that's you know most likely going to be the, the standout uh, country in this group. Uh, if 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 you just uh, consider for one for once that uh, Germany is not at the best at the moment. Uh, so for me, Iran, you know, is is not taking over the trophy, uh, taking over the first place too easily. But uh, obviously, uh, there is a fight for the first place, uh, if not for a second. Okay. Mm. Okay. Interesting. You know, see, the uh, Iran is definitely the best team in Asia. Okay, they lost to the uh, Iraq team in uh, in the final last year when they played uh, uh, the uh, Asian Championship. Yeah, that incident also happened in Goa. So they're gonna be playing in familiar turf, and uh, I think this is the one group, the one group where we can expect uh, an Asian side to do really well. So Costa Rica and uh, Guinea are the ones who will be, uh, you know, giving Iran a challenge for uh, the second place. Germany, I, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna just uh, call them that. Yeah, they're gonna be uh, top of the table at the end. So the, I think the crunch game is gonna be uh, Iran versus Costa Rica. Now Iran has a very diverse team. It's, it's very deep, and the most able team, I think I can say, uh, from all the Asian teams uh, that are there. To to cope with different kind of situations. Okay, even Iraq has a has a uh, you know limitations in terms of uh, who can score for them and uh, what kind of uh, attacks they can mount. They they will end up with a lot of uh, you know uh, just targeting one man kind of uh, long balls. But Iran have people who can score. So going up against Costa Rica, Costa Rica have not been that. Good. So they uh, they got through because uh, because Conca Cup has a lot of uh, what do you call it? They have a whole lot of uh, spots into the World Cup. I think four spots, and uh, 
Costa Rica were played into a group with Mexico, who were all who are obviously the champions uh, of that continent, and Panama. So Panama, Costa Rica beat two one, and when they faced Mexico, they lost one six. So and and they uh, as the second in the group, they uh, qualified for the World Cup. So if if they are, I mean, if we're going to take that match as an example, uh, then Mexico are. Sorry, then Costa Rica are definitely beatable for Iran, hmm. and if that happens, if Iran finish second, they will go into the knockouts, and I, I frankly, I'm not sure any other Asian country will manage to do that. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so that, this is this is uh, for for the football fans in Asia, this is a group to really watch out for hmm. because uh, this, this is uh, Iran. I think will carry the flag for Asia. Even though I mean, we would obviously love to see something happen uh, in Group A that sees India go to as maybe the, you know one of the best third teams or whatever. But uh, yeah, this is I mean we will talk about that when uh, the Group A comes around. I think our next episode will be on Tuesday. But this this group is interesting because of Iran. Hmm. Now overall, uh, just to summarize this part, uh, Kevin, how would you rate the standings if you had to? Yeah, yeah, I think definitely uh, the top spot can be easily given to Germany. But again, uh, you know, with the might that Iran possesses, uh, you never know. You know a, a goalless draw actually can change a lot of things. So this is three games, and out out of that, if you get the you know the topmost teams to uh, play out a goalless draw, you no, know, it hurts both of them hmm. because you're losing out on on those two uh, two major points. Hmm. So again, uh, the feeling is of. Uh, Iran coming second, uh, followed by Germany in the first place. Uh, Costa Rica might just uh, be able to get the third place, and uh, Guinea is looking like the underdog here. Hmm. Hmm. Chiranjit yeah. on the same page. Yeah, I agree, 100%. I'm rooting for Iran to come second. Okay, well, that was uh, Group C, which has Iran, Guinea, and Germany, and Costa Rica, and they'll be playing in Goa. Uh, I think even Goa would have uh, sold out. Or any updates on that, Chiranjit? Not exactly sold out, but yeah, the the ticket sales are pretty good over there. Okay, okay. Uh, Af, now it's time to slip into a short break. Uh, we'll be back soon, and we'll have Group B on the other side for previewing. Hi, I'm May, and I'm a huge fan of the indie music scene in our country. A scene that's relatively underground even though it sometimes speaks its head overground but there's no shortage of talent and i get the privilege of interviewing some of the most awesome musicians on my show i've had the likes of euphoria Kirsch kale hardcore randolph korea i've had singer songwriters folk singers electronic music producers playback singers rappers fusion artists instrumentalists classical musicians and so on whether mainstream or not these people have chosen to release their original music and these are the people currently Currently shaping the direction in which our music scene is heading. Join me on my show every Monday and tune in to discover the unique talent coming out of India today. You can catch Made in India on your favorite podcasting app or our very own IBM podcast app. Well, we're back again from the break, and uh, we have Group B here uh, to talk about, and they'll be playing in Mumbai itself, uh, Paraguay, Mali, New Zealand, and Turkey. So I think New Zealand have a pretty decent. Uh, what do you say? They know the weather conditions. It'll be uh, because they've been playing practice matches here. They did one yesterday. Uh, we start with you, Kevin, because uh, you'll be more or less uh, watching this group closely. Uh, yeah. Paraguay, Mali, New Zealand, Turkey. What are your expectations from Group B? 
watching New Zealand yesterday, I do get a hint of uh, you know what kind of gameplay uh, we can expect from them. Uh, they have got, got a kind of you know uh, something that we played back in school. You know, the defense plays a long ball to the attacker, and the attacker tries to bring down the ball, and uh, the opposition defense comes and you know surrounds you and takes the ball away. Uh, that is the kind of gameplay that we seen yesterday. But I hope that is not what they are bringing to the World Cup. If that is the case, uh, you know they they are not here to go beyond the group stages at all. Uh, so on those lines, you know New Zealand, uh, you know hopefully can do better than uh, what they had showed yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, coming to uh, you know Mali, so I have a feeling I, I should make a statement over here. You know I have a feeling for this World Cup, at least the African teams will go till the semi-finals and a long way till the finals. So that is why my feeling. Uh, we've not come to Group A till now, but uh, Mali is one of the strong contenders uh, to reach the semi-finals. That is that is my feeling. And coming back to Turkey, you know, this team has you know not failed to surprise uh, anyone at any stage. They've got the potential, and they've got uh, you know that the superior physical physicality, you know, that can match the the African uh, teams in uh, at the World Cup. So Turkey is likely to be, uh, you know, on uh, highly uh, on the physical side uh, that can, you know, uh, bring the game to uh, to, uh, to other teams. Paraguay, you know, I'm not too sure. I'm not too uh, uh, don't know too much about this team, but uh, again, it's you know, coming from Central America. Uh, so this might be, uh, you know, kind of a, a fourth place, third place finish between uh, uh, Turkey and uh, Paraguay. So that 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 is how I feel because New Zealand, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind just might just sneak in that second place, uh, followed by Mali, who's stopping the group. That mm. is uh, my understanding of this group. Okay, Charanjit. Hmm. So this is probably the biggest wide card group of all, hmm. and uh, it doesn't really have any like big star names uh, like Germany, Spain, or uh, you know, Brazil. Argentina and nothing, nothing big is over here. But but, uh, but mind you, Chiranjit, the, the big names in under-17 scenario are the African teams. So we do have yeah, an African team who the runners-up. Yeah, the African time. champions are here, Mali. Right. So they, they're not... Uh, but we don't really see this Mali team going that forward. Hmm. You know, they were, they were uh, runners-up last year. And uh, back then they were the champions as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, these guys just look at uh, their uh, record coming into this. Hmm. Right? They were playing uh, Guinea uh, in the semi-finals, yeah, and they won by penalties. Okay, I don't, I don't really see it. Uh, I, I don't see Guinea being very uh, competitive against uh, uh, the other other teams in that group, and I don't really see uh, Mali going very further ahead of them. Ghana, they beat one nil. Uh, so yeah, they can. They, Mali are a definite contender for uh, a second place or a first place. New Zealand, uh, Oceania uh, football championship under 17, they have been winning that for a while now, back to back. But they never really get tested. Yeah. You know, in that uh, small uh, small configuration that they have. So it's it's going to be a lot of lot of uh, players and lots of teams will come in here who are uh, who will be exposed to this. Uh, kind of competition and quality for the first time. Uh, New Zealand obviously uh, are going to benefit a lot 
from uh, the match they had against Brazil. And, uh, you know, it, even though they were dominated, a 2-1 result is not that bad at the end. Uh, and the last time I think they went to the second round, uh, this time also they have a chance to do that. We have uh, Paraguay, uh, who are uh, decent, but I think one of the underdogs of this uh, thing, uh, South American Championship they were playing uh, under 17. I don't really see them uh, doing, you know, just just uh, some big stuff. They were playing Brazil, and let me pull up the result. They drew yeah. 1-1 yeah. with Brazil earlier this year. Uh, this was on the 2nd March. Uh, they went into the uh, knockouts. Yeah, they finished they third place. To, yeah. yeah, they finished, uh, they lost to Colombia 2-1. So, uh, you can actually see three teams which are uh, really uh, going to go for it. It's, it's going to be uh, New Zealand, who are a definite contender. Paraguay having a sort of okay record uh, back in the uh, Conquer Cup, uh, South American Championship. Uh, they will be doing pretty well. Uh, and Turkey, in the end, they actually are going to face a lot of uh, competition. And that's that's what that makes this group more interesting, I think, because the European team is kind of playing the underdog here. So it, it's, I think it's going to be uh, Paraguay who will probably finish the top. It's going to be a toss-up between Paraguay and Mali. And uh, New Zealand and Turkey will be fighting for the third place. Yeah, yep. uh, from what what I'm reading, yep. but it's actually very close. Hmm. It's actually well, very close. It can go either way. One hmm. draw between two big teams, and and the whole uh, scenario yep. changes. Yeah. So, yeah, biggest biggest wild card we're hmm. gonna have, here. Hmm. and this is happening in Mumbai. So, uh, you know, people in Mumbai wanna turn up, unlike the last uh, game that happened. Oh, yeah, you have to specify. So, People in Navi Mumbai have to turn up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because if yeah, you can't turn up in Andheri, I don't. If you can't uh, turn up at Andheri, then I don't think you can turn up at Diva Patel, which is in their rule. <laughs> no, but uh, but I think uh, the uh, the crowd in Navi Mumbai uh, it can be actually better than uh, Andheri. Yeah, and it can be exactly. That's what I'm saying. Of, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of hype going to Indian institution. There's a good young population hmm. uh, in uh, Navi Mumbai who, who might be drawn to this. But yeah, this is this is gonna be I think twelfth uh, October is when the last group stage matches happen. Uh, I think Turkey versus Paraguay and Mali versus New Zealand. And we will and by the way, Mali versus New Zealand probably one of the most in, uh, interesting matches of this group. Yeah. That goes moved to uh, Jawaharlal Nehru Stadium hmm. in New Delhi. Yeah, that that one match from this group. So I I will get to catch it. Yes, you, know, you guys won't. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's that's the. Uh, I I'm, I won't be surprised if uh, that group gets decided on 12th October at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm, so both mm-hmm. matches will happen simultaneously. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's I mean, how it's gonna go down Kevin, if you remember, uh, we didn't before. I mean, now since we know that uh, Nasir didn't confirm that Mali and New Zealand going to play in Delhi. If you remember, I told you that uh, if you want to go for a match, like one or two games you know, do check out for New Zealand and Mali and there you go it's not in Mumbai <laughs> <laughs> talking about New Zealand I think uh, we can uh, definitely uh, hear the, the coach uh, of New yeah. Zealand Danny Hay, Danny Hay what he thought about uh, the group and uh, and also the uh, captain Max Mata Max Mata was present in the press conference let's, let's listen to both of them and their thoughts yeah 
we have been there in CD 2015. So, what was the uh, standard competition, the technical quality of it was there? And on the basis of that, what can we expect here? Well, look, uh, that was probably the first, well, that was the first time I've been involved in a, uh, in a FIFA World Cup as a coach. Um, we obviously played in the round of 16 against our uh, Brazilian friends here. And so for us, it was a, a massive learning experience. Um, we learned a lot as a, as a coaching staff. Um, the quality of the opposition, obviously the quality of coaching you're coming up against and the quality of the players is very, very high. Um, I think for our players, and we've got one here obviously in Max, um, we don't get exposed to high-level football um, as a lot of the other nations do on a regular basis. Obviously, geographically, we're a little bit isolated, so the level of competition we have on a regular basis is not that high. So it's really important that we uh, qualify and then get the opportunity to test ourselves against the very best teams in the world. Uh, and we're expecting absolutely no different this time around. We know that um, you know the, the, the level is going to be super high, um, and so we're expecting to be really challenged as well by that. So what are the expectations for the World Cup in Max? Um, I mean, do you think the there's no pressure on me personally. If there's pressure, it's on us collectively as, as a whole team and coaching staff as well. It's just uh, my role is to make sure, well, collectively as well, make sure that if certain players aren't doing their jobs, you know, I can be there to help them and take them out of the dirt a bit and not always the coaches, you know what I mean? We're going to be playing in a stadium full of 40,000 people. You, you won't be able to hear the coach, so it's going to have to come from someone on the field, so that's going to have to be me. But I also trust in other players as well. They're going to, have to help me as well. So, yeah, it's, it's not no, no pressure on me individually. It's collectively as a team. Another question to Max. Uh, the coach just mentioned about the, the geographic location of New Zealand. Does it really give you a chance to go much? What are the kind of opportunities you guys have had in your careers, the league system and everything, and of course playing for the national team? And what do you guys want to achieve, at least from the practice matches? Is it a yardstick that you're looking to achieve? Well, I mean, we we play out, we've only got one professional team in our country, and we play in an Australian league, so that's about the only exposure that we really get. Unless people have foreign passports, and you know they have the opportunity to go places like Europe or South America and play overseas, but it, it doesn't happen very often. So, I mean, these are the best opportunities we're going to get. You know, age group World Cups, and then if we do, then we progress on to the um, full men's team, and then those competitions and so on. So, I mean, it's pretty exciting. This is our biggest opportunity so far in our lives. And I'm sure for everybody at this tournament as well, you know, first world tournament. So it's very exciting for us. And, yeah, we're looking to, you know, do something great here. So, yeah. We, uh, having Mali in our group, we know that uh, as African champions and the statistics do say that the African teams at this level, under 17 and under 20 World Cups, are very, very strong. So we're under no illusions that they're going to be a very tough opponent. Um, and as as Carlos said as well, the only team they didn't beat in South American qualifying was Paraguay. And that's, so it's another tough side that we're going to have to face in our group. And uh, any side that qualifies out of Europe, um, Turkey, to 
qualify out of Europe is very difficult. So, look, like I said, we're under no illusions as to as to the task at hand. It is going to be difficult, but this is why we want to come to a World Cup. We want to come to a World Cup to test ourselves against the best players in the world and the best teams in the world and the best coaching staff um, at this age group. So, look, really excited. Well, that was the coach of uh, New Zealand and captain Max Mata, uh, who talks about <clears throat> the coach definitely talks about how the group they look at it and uh, well, Max Mata talking about the pressure situation that he is in, or you know, uh, say, he man he answered the question really well, saying that just because I'm the captain and the pressure is not on me, but uh, collectively as a team we will be under pressure. Uh, but that's what the captain's role is on the pitch when they are to back the boys and uh, hopefully Group B will be, as we said, an interesting group to look at. And uh, uh, that's all. That brings us end to, to the end of our show and to tell the listeners uh, that Monday since it's Gandhi Jayanti there wouldn't be a show that's releasing because the whole of India is I think you know, going to be at home celebrating probably enjoying the holiday uh, so we will come back our next show will definitely be on group A where we have India so yeah we'll be talking about so yeah so we'll be talking about that in the next episode which will be on Tuesday and uh, that's all folks if you enjoyed the show do show us that you did like share subscribe to our YouTube channel hit the bell icon to get updates of our new episode leave your comments below let us know what you think about this group and and the C and the group C uh, as well and that's all if you want to talk to us directly you can do that we're on Twitter Chiranjit Oja Boza underscore Kevin Siju Matthew 94 do follow the TFG football to the handle for all updates of Indian football and also of course about the FIFA World Cup that's coming up uh, in just less than I think 8 days 7 days to go I guess and uh, that's all folks have a great day enjoy cheers come back to us on Tuesday enjoy your weekend bye bye was Tantrik Steve from Hansraj College Delhi performing at IIT Bombay's Mood Indigo just like them there's a lot of new talent and art coming out of colleges all across India but unfortunately most of this goes completely unnoticed or ignored to fix this we started atkt.in hi i'm ankur i'm a musician and a rapper and i found that one of the best things about being an artist myself is finding new talent through atkt.in Tanya my colleague who's a dancer and a whole team really is putting all of our efforts into discovering and promoting all the coolest talent that's coming out of colleges all across India and this goes up on our website our social media TV radio and of course this podcast with IVM make sure you go to our website support the talent with your likes your shares your comments all of that really matters go ahead check it out atkt.in उंगलियों